0: You're listening to Messages From the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish. This is episode number 38, Give It Away. Let's get into the episode. Have you noticed that people don't usually share their struggles until they're over? It's not until they've defeated their dragon and marched victoriously home that they share their story. Well, I'm not one of those people. My name is Wendy Parrish, and I am in the middle of my story. From the middle, I've learned a few things, and I would like to bring you into my story. This is the good, the struggle, the light, the dark, and the lessons learned. This is Messages from the Middle. Hello and welcome to Messages from the Middle. I'm Wendy Parrish, and this is episode number 38. We just keep getting them out there. Thank you so much for being here today. I know it's a very busy time of year. Um, Hopefully, you know, you just put in your uh, earbuds and listen to podcasts while you do your baking or your shopping or whatever it is you do to get ready for Christmas. So here's a funny thing about me, and maybe I'm not the only one, but I don't love all Christmas music. I'll say all Christmas music because there's some that I absolutely adore, some that I just love. I mean, Handel's Messiah is amazing. There's certain arrangements of Christmas classics that just make me so happy. But then there are some songs that are atrocious. They're awful and I cannot stand them. And there's one in particular, I mean, Actually, I can probably think of three off the top of my head, but I'm going to talk about this one right now. And there's a reason. Stay with me. There's one in particular that literally I've been known to leave a store if this song comes on. Like I'll leave a full cart and walk out. I'll come back in and like check out, but I'm like, I will not listen to this song. And that song is Last Christmas by Wham. I hate that song. It's the worst. All right. Like, five more songs just popped in my head that I'm like oh they're the worst too. So, I don't have a hierarchy of worst. I just have like a number of absolute worst songs. I hate that song. <laughs> but yesterday, I watched a movie called Last Christmas. I don't know if you've seen it. It's a couple years old. It has Amelia Clark in it and she is absolutely adorable. I love her. She's just the cutest person. And I almost didn't watch this movie because it's called Last Christmas, and I knew that they were going to use the song, and I just was like, no, no, I can't watch this. And I actually did fast forward through the beginning, like opening scene where they were playing the song because I'm like, can't listen to it. But it was so crazy because I'd already settled on this topic and started my research and my writing of this episode, and then I watched Last Christmas, and it was like, there it is right there in a movie like it's just showing what i want to talk about right there in this movie so watch it it's not like your cheesy hallmark christmas movie um i don't know i guess i could think of reasons why some people might not like it because not everything is for everyone but it's well done it's super cute she's adorable so watch it but i mean if you haven't seen it i might ruin it for you a little bit spoiler alert um so she is a person who is going through a very rough time you get this from the very beginning she's really struggling she's kind of a hot mess and she's damaging every relationship that she has and you know losing things breaking things not having a whole lot of success in life things are not going well for her and through you know a series of events that happen she starts to surf and give back and volunteer and work for people and do different service things to mend relationships with the people that she had broken relationships with. And it is through that service that she begins to heal herself. Near the end of the movie, she makes this speech. And I'm going to read it, exactly what she says. Um, But watch the movie because she's got her adorable British accent. And I think everything sounds better in a British accent. So I apologize that I don't have a good British accent. She says, We are so lucky to be alive. We are so lucky to be able to help each other in little ways and in big ways. The reason we are lucky is because helping each other is, in fact, what makes us happy. And that speech is backed by science. It is scientifically proven that the more we serve and help others, the more it improves our mental health. Over and over again, in different books and articles and podcasts and all the things that I have read and dived into, dived, delved (laughs) into, as far as trying to heal and improve my mental health, service to others comes up every single time. And I'll find some studies and I'll read them for you, I promise. But just anecdotally, and if you think about it in your own lives, if you are serving someone else, you are out of your head. You are thinking about someone else. You're not stuck in your own ruminating thoughts. You don't swirl deeply into your own thoughts. It pulls you up out of your own mind and gets you to a better place. I have found that in times with just my own family, my kids. If they need me, if I need to step up and show up for them, that's when I feel the best as far as my own mental health. And while sometimes it is exhausting and draining, and sometimes you do need to kind of step back and take care of yourself and go into self-care, when I am working to serve and help and do what I'm actually capable of doing for my family, it helps me to feel better. And when I'm not doing great, And when I'm definitely in a shame spiral or my mental health is on decline, it's very apparent that I'm also not looking out for others. And I'm going to caveat this by saying sometimes you can't. And I understand that. I have been in places where I want to get up and do something nice for the people that I love, and I just don't feel capable of it. So, I understand that there are times when the darkness is so heavy that you're just not capable of it. And that's okay. But if you can even do a little thing, it will help you to just add a little bit more light to the darkness. If you can grab your phone and shoot a text message off to somebody, letting them know that you're grateful for them. Letting them know that you're thinking of them. So maybe it's too hard for you to physically do something of service. Something little will still help you to feel better. There is a Chinese proverb that says, if you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a month, get married. (laughs) If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help someone else. And I feel like that is kind of the essence of service and of helping other people. I found an article and it there's a study, I guess. Is it a study? I don't know. <laughs> it's a quote. I'm going to say this is a quote. Her name is Dr. Susan Albers. She's a psychologist for the Cleveland Clinic. And she says that volunteering is great for a person's mental health because when you help other people, it activates the reward center in your brain and releases serotonin, dopamine, and endorphins, which is why many people feel better after volunteering. So beyond, like, I guess the pers- personal and I guess even professional development that comes from giving back and contributing to something else that's greater or you know that's beyond yourself there's actually a physical benefit that helps you and that's a game changer to your mental health and well-being so those chemicals serotonin which is you know you need it and dopamine and endorphins which are usually the things that are causing problems in your mental health serotonin if it's low that's your depression people with ADHD have a dopamine regulation issue so like I said being able to serve others is what makes us happy and it's backed by science which I think is pretty cool one of the other benefits of volunteering um, and serving and this is more on like a I guess, a larger scale. I'm going to say this as if you join a group and volunteer as a group. Um, but it's, it keeps it gets people moving and thinking together. So it creates that feeling of community and connection that I've also talked about being very important to your mental health. Research has found that with adults who volunteer, it provides a benefit of physical and mental health. So people who do volunteer work report being in better physical health, and it also shows that volunteering leads to lower rates of depression and anxiety. So I'm using science-y, i am using sciencey, I guess, <laughs> studies to show why serving and volunteer work and caring for our fellow man help our mental health but honestly i don't even know that we need the sciency proof this is one thing that all you have to do is do it to know that it's true a few years ago i was cleaning out my closet and well, one of my closets sorry i have I, I had a closet that was filled with bins of fabric because i went through a sewing hyperfocus and a fabric hyperfocus phase And I remember I bought a whole bunch of fleece with the intention of making blankets as gifts for family members. And then I never got around to it because I suddenly decided I was over my hyper focus of sewing fleece blankets. So bins filled with fleece fabric. And so I decided that I would just do a quick, you know, sew two sides together, flip it around. Anyway, I made blankets, like the most simple blankets out of all the fleece. I just went through it all bin by bin and made blankets. And I told the kids, I'm like, and then one night we're going to drive. There's a lot of homeless people here in Missoula. I have no idea why if you were homeless, you would choose to live in this freezing, cold, miserable climate. But hey, here they are. There's quite a few homeless people here. And we have um, the Pavarello Center, which is the homeless shelter. And so I was... Well, and I honestly thought we could just drive around because usually they're like in the corners of the of the parking lots are kind of around the shopping area. And I'm like, we'll just give them all blankets because I've made all these extra blankets. Our our home does not need more blankets. Don't send blankets, we're good. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was a side tangent. So I made all these blankets and told the kids to give them, that we were gonna drive around and give them away. Well, we couldn't find anybody sitting on street corners. And so we just decided that we'd go to the Pavarello Center. And they were lined up outside waiting to get in. So initially, my kids were freaking out because there's like, there's too many people in there. We, We won't know. We don't have enough blankets for all the people. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Maybe we should go drive around again. Did another loop. Didn't find anybody. And when we came back, they had opened the doors and let people in, but there wasn't enough room. And so there were people that were still outside waiting. Here's another thing I want to say. All of my kids are pretty shy. Now, if you know my family, you're going to be like, are you serious? Yes. Well, we might be a little loud and boisterous. They're very shy and they're very scared. Scared about approaching strangers this has nothing to do with the fact that they were homeless it's literally just that they were strangers so it took a little bit of pumping them up like come on guys you can do this just like grab a blanket go out there and give it to people and so they took the blankets and they walked out and they just started giving them to the people in the line and our blankets were gone in a matter of like I want to say less than a minute and I will never forget as each as they got in the car they were so happy like they were so scared to do it. And then they they left the car kind of like, I don't know, why are we doing this? This is scary. Let's just go home. And I'm like, I made all these blankets, guys. We're giving them away. I got out of the car too, by the way. I gave some away too. And we gave them away. And then the kids, yeah, it was just so cool to see their faces and their attitudes change. And they still talk about that. In fact, just barely my daughter Greta was like, can we do that again? And I kind of had this like, I don't want to go buy more fleece. I just got rid of all of it. But I wanted to find, you know, so that we just want to find other ways to give back and serve. And I think this is a very appropriate time to talk about it because this is the time of year where service is abundantly available to us. And one thing I want to just mention, there's a website called justserve.org that has a lot of different service opportunities. And I believe, because I've done this in the past, you can put in your zip code or your area and it will show you service opportunities where you live. Also, you can go to lighttheworld.org and they have a series of videos that are so beautiful to watch. I highly recommend you watch them. I recently watched one and it showed a series of people kind of just walking past each other and it shows their inside thoughts. So it's like this person is lonely. This person just lost their dad. You just get an idea of like that everyone is going through something and every little bit that you can do to share some light helps that person. So the videos are great. Then also you can scroll down and there is a service generator idea. So there's three different things. It says what to do, who to do it for, and when. So this one, I just hit generate ideas and it says... Do something a friend would do for you for someone who seems lonely in the next 30 minutes. I think that's pretty cool. Also, there is a 50 ways to let your light shine, a PDF that you can download, and it has 50 different things that you can do as service. So some of those things are give your favorite book to a loved one. That's one of my favorite things to do. Donate to your favorite, to your local food bank. Smile at someone. That's a big one. Tell a loved one that they matter to you. Take a walk with a friend. Host a family game night. Pray for someone by name. Forgive someone. Give someone a hug. Um, Let's see. Send a thank you note to a healthcare worker. Leave a gift on someone's doorstep. So those are just some really great, you know, like I said, 50 examples And then there are the giving machines. We don't have them in Missoula, but apparently you can do it online. I'm trying to figure out, I'll have to figure out how to do that. But if you live near one, they are these big red vending machines where you put money in and you can buy something for a charity, a different charity. I guess you can buy a chicken, you can buy a goat, you can donate to a food bank There's all kinds of different things that you can do with these vending machines, which I think is such a lovely idea because I do think we want to serve. I think especially right now, we want to serve. A lot of times we just don't know how. We don't know what to do. And so this is a great way that you can just do that. But I also want to add the little things matter. As I was reading through that list of 50 things, it was things like smile at someone sending a text, giving someone a hug, giving someone words of encouragement. This does not necessarily mean that you have to spend a lot of money or even a lot of time if that's something you're lacking in. Just find ways to get outside of your own head, get outside of yourself and serve something outside of you. And I think you'll be really surprised how that helps to lift your mood Remember, it gives you the serotonin, the dopamine, and the endorphins, which are three things that are pretty helpful when you're on a mental health journey. Thank you again for joining me this week. I really appreciate you being here. If you've got a moment and want to do a little service, you can leave me a rating and review in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That would be amazing. Or you can just tell your friends, tell your neighbors tell people about my podcast, you know, that'd be a great service to me. (laughs) I'm not pandering. But most importantly, I need you to know that you are loved and that you matter, no matter who you are or where you are in your story. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the middle of my story. My theme music is White Linen by Asher Child. He's my kid. You can find all of his amazing music on all streaming platforms. And you know, it just wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't ask you to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. But seriously, it would really mean so much to me if you did. Thank you so much and see you next time.